Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. So open your Bible to 1 Corinthians 12. We've been talking about spiritual gifts. And today I want to just really be practical and help you out. That's why your sermon notes will be really important today. I'm going to kind of be more in teacher mode this morning so you can walk away with stuff. And Lord willing, we'll even have some time for some questions. So be thinking about some questions. Uh, no dumb questions, but good questions. Praise the Lord. And, um, but I want to start with reading this verse as we've been looking in spiritual gifts because the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 12 not to be ignorant of spiritual gifts. Um, but look down for sake of time in verse 4. 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 4, and we'll just read down to verse 7. Uh, there are diversities of gifts, and that word gifts right there is charisma, and it means it's where we get the word charismatic from. It's, it's the, the charismatic, um, it's, it's the root word of grace, and you add M-A to grace, charis is grace, you add M-A to grace, and it, it's, it means the grace of God in action. It's, it's a charismatic. So a charismatic is someone who's excited about the grace of God activated. So there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are diversities of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, um, uh, which means workings and operations, but is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. That little phrase, profit of all, is 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 very specific. It means a coming together, like a, a team coming together, different elements coming together, that they all like stand together, taking a multitude of different um, things, and they come and they stand together. And so uh, an analogy, even before we get into this, that I want you to think about, to think practically about how do I discover and develop spiritual gifts in my life? How do I walk in that? How do I discover that? Not just for here, but for there. Wherever you're there is. How do I walk gifted in the Lord? How do I become a vessel uh, that walks gifted in the Lord and, and is a good steward of these gifts? And, I, and it's about function. It's about responsibility. Taking responsibility to partner with God to discover and develop, to know and grow in my God-given spiritual gifts. It's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to pursue that. Matter of fact, nudge somebody around you and say, I think he's talking about you. So you don't want to be irresponsible. You don't want to be ignorant. You want to be responsible with this. And that thing of profit of all is the different ones come together and stand together. So I was praying about this the other night. I think, Lord, what's a really cool like little parable, a little, little analogy that would help with some of this stuff? And so I thought about just like contractors. And I, you know, I'm a really skilled contractor myself, but we don't have time to talk about all that. So uh, think about a contractor. A contractor comes in like a carpenter. Or, or maybe a contractor is a painter, a plumber, an electrician. Uh, or, and, and in each one of those, there's little, you know, specific areas like certain kinds of painters and certain kinds of plumbers. you got residential or commercial, whatever. But the, the point is that when you talk about the gifting of God, which we'll, we'll, un, I'll, we'll go through stuff, everything we're going to go through today, I've already taught you. But I'm going to tie it, I'm going to put a bow on it today for you. And we'll probably talk about it some more. We'll just have to see what happens. But... 
but in this, imagine like the gifts of the Father is like you're, you're a contractor, but you're a certain kind of contractor. Some of you are painters. Some of you are carpenters. Some of you are electricians. So there's different trades that you have, but you show up to a certain job site. And so now your job site is like the gifting of the sun. The gifting, it, it, it's, it's the, the realm or, or where you do what you do. So the, what you do is the plumber, the painter, the carpenter, the whatever. That's the gifting of the Father in you, how he wired you and motivates you to step into ministry when you walk into the room. But then you come to the gifting of the Son and the ministries of the Son, and that's like where, where you come. So some of you, it's like, you know, uh, you're not at my level yet, but you're maybe a repair person. And so you step in to do some repairs, but and then once it gets past repairs, you're done. You know, once you watch a YouTube video and try to repair something, you're done. Uh, and some of you are in remodeling. Some of you step into a place and you can not just repair, but you can remodel. And, and some of you can actually not just repair or remodel, but you can step up and you can build something. And some of you can build stuff or remodel stuff on a commercial level, a, a DIY level, a commercial level, or a residential level. And so those are all different places where you'll work the gift of carpentry or electrician or whatever. And so the gifting of God in you is like being one of those tradesmen, but that, that's the gifts of the Father. The gifts of the Son is kind of like where you do it. And then the gifting of the Holy Spirit is, whoo, you feel the juice of the Lord on it, and you, act, you get done, you think, wow, that looks better than I thought it was going to look, you know? Or the gifting of the Lord is, you know, you're sitting, you're a painter who happens, you're painting, and then you see a plumbing problem. The Holy Spirit helps you fix a plumbing problem, and it's a miracle. So I want you to think about real time when you think about gifting. I don't want you to get in your head. Matter of fact, when we talk about spiritual gifts, when we talk about spiritual gifts, your mind will always play catch up. You can't, you need to get enough to understand some things. You need to get some clarity, but... But in the reality, you learn how to paint when you paint. You learn how to do carpentry when you do carpentry. You learn, it's on-the-job training. You need to know some stuff, but then you've got to be willing to do some stuff and let the gifting of the Father, the gifting of the Son, and the gifting of the Holy Spirit work in your life, and your heart will catch things. Your spirit will release things. You're gifting. Sometimes you'll step into a situation that you don't know you're gifted for because the, the situation itself, with an open heart that you have to serve the Lord, the situation itself puts a demand on the the gift that God put within you that you don't know is within you because you don't know everything, but suddenly something is released through you in the moment to meet a need supernaturally, and then you realize, aha, God, that's you, not me. And the funny thing is the other people around you think it's you, but you know it's not you. You know it's him. And so when they say thank you, you just give that glory and that thanks back to God. And so your mind will have to play catch up on some of this stuff. And so with that in mind, look at your notes. Three kinds of spiritual gifts. We just read them. There's, you see in 1 Corinthians 12, you see that it's different activities. Circle that word activities, but the same God. And what that's speaking to, you see the three categories there. The, the activities of God is what it's talking about, which means the gifts of the Father. So when I say the gifts of the Father, I'm talking about what 1 Corinthians 12 said, the activities or the workings or the operations of God, God the Father. Okay, I'll talk more about that in a second. The second thing is different ministries, but the same Lord. So these, these are the ministries of the Lord that we just read in Scripture. 
And this is referring to the gifts of the Son. He's Lord. He's Lord. He rules and reigns as Lord. And He is head of the church and king of the kingdom at the same time. And He releases ministries. He tells the, see, God the Father says, you're a painter, you're an electrician. He wires you a certain way to do a certain thing. But then Jesus the Son sends you to different job sites. Some of y'all trying to be residential, um, but God wants you to be commercial. And some of y'all trying to be commercial, and you need to go back down to DIY, watch some YouTube videos. <laughs> and then there's different gifts. That's that word charisma. There's different gifts, but it's the same spirit. So it's the gifts of the spirit, and that's what we're talking about, the gifts of the spirit. So the three categories function as one. Function as one, but there's three categories. Gifts of the Father, gifts of the Son, gifts of the Holy Spirit. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. There are many, many churches. Matter of fact, I would a ton of churches um, that, that don't teach or walk in or function in the, all three of these giftings. Some don't ever talk about the Holy Spirit. They, never, they, they believe the gifts of the Holy Spirit are done away with. And, and some, uh, so that's, you know, they only, they're, they're a two-thirds church. God's gifted them to be, uh, you know, to walk in all three, but they only walk in, in, in two-thirds. And then when you look at the ministries of the Son, the five-fold ministries in Ephesians 4, the apostle, the prophet, you know, evangelist, pastor, teacher, uh, some churches only operate with three of those instead of all five of them. So, there, you know, you think about this, it's like, it's like I said, you're, instead of walking in all the gifting that the body of Christ can walk in, some churches, because of tradition, denominationalism, and other different things, it's like the body of Christ has, has you know, one foot and one hand tied behind their back, trying to go whoop an en enemy that's fully active. And so no wonder, no wonder we're just sitting in church and not doing a bunch of stuff. But God wants us to be active. God wants you to be active. He wants you to be fully functional in ministry. Not just here on Sunday, but every day wherever you go. Because you are the church. You're disciples of Christ if you believe in the Lord Jesus. And some of you are coming and saying, man, I've never heard this in church. Welcome to your transformation. God has you here for a reason. Matter of fact, once you nudge your neighbor and say, quit playing. I'm telling you, God wants you to be fully functional. He wants you to be fully functional so that you can be a blessing to the family of God and you can go build the kingdom outside of these walls. God wants you fully functional in all three giftings, not just, not just some of them. So in order to do that, you can discover and develop your God-given gift. And this is just going to be, I'm going to hit this today and not read a bunch of scripture. You're just going to have to get this. So the first thing that you need to discover in order to develop is your strength for ministry. And that's from Romans 12, 6. And this is the question. This is your strength for ministry. This is the question. What activities has Father God created me to do? This is the question that you need to kind of ask yourself. And you don't need to come up with a list of activities. I'm about to show you on the next page the list of activities God's talking about. There's a specific list of activities that we've already talked about and I'll remind you of. It's the activities of God the Father. He wired you. He created you a certain way. 
He created you with certain activities like you're gonna, that you're born to be a painter. You're born to be an electrician. You're born to be whatever. And some of you right now in your life are, are walking through trials and walking through things and God is moving you and leading you and shaping you to finally step in to what you were born to be and what you were born to do. But you've been doing what somebody else wanted you to do. You've been doing what a church told you to do. You've been doing what, what maybe your parents told you to do. Maybe what you thought you wanted to do. But now that you're seeking the Lord and you're coming to church and you're ready, God is shaping you and changing you. Some of you are way along the road in that process, and I'm telling you, some of you are stepping into the door right now, and God is bringing transformation into your life. And it's going to change, the transformation will change generations. So there's these, these activities of the Lord. So God, what are the activities that my heavenly Father created in me? And these, these things were given to me when I was created, how He wired me together. And, and so you can even look back in times when before you knew the Lord to see these motivations at work in your life. Now, it may not have been for the glory of God, it may have been sinful, it may have been selfish, it may have been prideful, but you can still recognize those activities were there and the enemy hijacked those activities to use them to build the kingdom of darkness. And now that you've been transferred, you've been born again, transferred out of the domain and kingdom of darkness and you've been brought into the kingdom of his son. Now these giftings, once you're born again, these activities that are wired in you, your inner motivational activities, how you step into a room, uh, and, and the hierarchy of it, which we'll talk about here in a second, once you get born again, it gets activated by the Holy Spirit. And now he begins to shape it and, and go and, 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 and lead you. It's kind of like a kid who never had a coach and never had a team, but he loved to play basketball. And he went outside and he, just, he learned how to shoot basketball. Then one day he steps into a life-giving structure of a coach, and now he takes his basketball skills that he had a motivation for and a gifting for to a whole other level. That's what's happening in some of you. That's what's happening in some of you who are getting an appetite for this. That's why life groups are so important and being a part of this church is so important because in life groups you get a place to kind of, you know, uh, play a little ball, do a little painting, do a little electricing, yeah, uh, uh, electrocuting maybe. <laughs> tell, tell me if this works. Tell me if you feel anything. <laughs> my bad. My bad. That wasn't, that wasn't Jesus. <laughs> You know, you get, to, you get to work on some stuff together in a group and you, you encourage one another and walk at these things. So the first, the first question you want to ask is about the, the, your strength. And your strength is about the activities of how your Heavenly Father created you. And they come to another level when you're born again. But you want to look at that and we'll do that in a second. The second one is your sphere. And in Romans 12, 3 and 4, it talks about your measure or your metron is the Greek word. And your metron, it's a sphere, and it speaks to like dimensions. There are certain boundaries and certain seasons. It's kind of like going from middle school to, to uh, <laughs> you don't go from middle school to elementary school. That's what some of y'all did, but anyways, you go from middle school to high school to, to college, and at each season you have certain growth patterns. You're faithful in the few, in the little, and he makes you ruler over many. Some of you think, well, I, why can't I preach? Why can't I get up and preach? You ain't walked through what I've been through. Theoretically, I make this look easy. And some of you, I just, I just want to preach. I want to get up and preach. You know, that's why you need to honor your parents, by the way. 
You need to honor your parents. The Bible doesn't tell you to love your parents, <laughs> but he commands you to honor them. And you honor your parents because, you know what, you ain't been one yet. Think you know it all. That's a whole nother sermon. Whole nother sermon. So you got to know your sphere. And your sphere, the question is, like, what, where, who is the Lord sending me to minister to? Like, like, where is the Lord sending me? What is He sending me to do? See, the Lord, the Lord, it's His ministries. The Father has the activities, but it's the Lord's ministries, and He's always sending. You should always be on assignment. You should always be in assignment. So the, the assignment or the sending, uh, the sphere has three aspects to it. The what is the purpose. And that speaks to the five-fold ministry. Are you going to apostle? Are you going to, you know, prophet? Are you going to, you gonna, those five graces, and I'll talk about that in a second. But that's what the purpose is, the five-fold ministry. So you're a painter, but are you going to remodel? Are you going to repair? Are you going to build something new? It's your activity towards a certain end, a certain purpose. And so that's how it functions together. Then you got certain places. Some of y'all paint on the south side. Some of y'all paint on the west side. Some of y'all paint on the north side. Some of, y'all, some of y'all's clients, if you're a painter, or I keep saying painter. I don't know. It must be Michael. Um, so, or whatever. Whatever you do, some of you have certain places where that's where I do it best. These kind of houses. Maybe it's a certain style of house, a craftsman house, or whatever kind of house. Maybe it's a certain thing. And so, so the places, like, like Dale Yurton, it blows my mind, blows my mind that Dale Yurton, living in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, hardly anybody knows him. Hardly anybody knows him. It's, oh, there's Dale. But you go to Mexico, he's like the Apostle Paul. Because there's certain places where God's anointed a ministry for you and, and some of you have that. Some of you excel in the workplace. Some of you excel at home. Some of you excel in church. Some of y'all don't excel at church. Some of y'all excel in, in, certain, in education. Some of you excel, you have different places. And then the other one is the different people. Some of you, some of you just have like, hey, give me these people. Like, like I can handle teenagers. I can handle, I can handle rude, rebellious teenagers. I can handle them. They don't wear me out. I can handle them. But you give me some of these little kids that are just like monkeys. I don't know what to do. And some of y'all are like, like, like Christy Kid. Christy Kid loves these kids. She just loves on the kids. You put her by teenagers, she's thinking about, I'm going to go home and be with Jesus. And that's what I think with little kids. They're cute. They're cute for a moment. For a moment. But so there's these, the purpose and the, the places and the people of where Jesus is sending you. Over time, you'll learn to recognize that. You'll learn to recognize, you know, this element of your sphere of influence. You got to know your strength. You got to know your sphere. And the third thing is the signs, the signs in ministry. And this is the giftings of the Holy Spirit, where the Spirit of God comes on you with his miraculous power. And the question for that is what power gifts will the Holy Spirit work through me? So he comes upon you uh, with, with power to begin to work these 12 gifts. So look on your next, the, the back side of your notes, and I want to tie this together. So here's the gifts of the Father. And again, this is the first part is you see the strength for ministry. This is your strength for ministry. And these gifts, there's a hierarchy of these gifts. A matter of fact, what you see on the list before you is is my personal hierarchy of these gifts in this season of my life. 
So all of these gifts are in me because that's how my Father created me and all of these gifts are in you because that's how your Heavenly Father created you. But one, two, or three are most or more dominant. Okay? And so what you want to do is you want to know what are your starting gifts. And so here's what, here's what I want to do. I'm going to skip down. Um, uh, and well, First, just look at some of them. Exhortation. The, it's a grace. All of these are graces. It's not your ability. See, grace is not your ability. It's not your skill. Gra- some of you are skilled. Some of you have ability. And what you need to do is yield that to God and say, God, I'm tired of living off my ability, building my kingdom. I want to yield myself to you and let you step up with your ability in me. You begin to activate these activities and these ministries and these um, you know, giftings inside of me. And they all function together, work together to produce the end result. And so, Lord, I want you to build your kingdom through my life. I want you to build your kingdom through my family. I want you to build your kingdom through this church. Listen, I'm not here to build Faith Center. My goal is not to build Faith Center. My goal is to build the kingdom. Jesus is building his church. The church is building the kingdom. We are ambassadors for Christ. And the way we do that is not build, build bigger buildings, even though it looks like we're going to need one. What ends up happening is building bigger people. And I'm not talking about physically, praise the Lord. I'm talking about being gifted, being called, knowing your strength, knowing your sphere, and knowing the signs that, and wonders that God does to get people's attention through your life. It's just a powerful thing to, to walk through. And so, so um, I put these in order. I encourage you to find your own order. But look, at all of these are graces. It's grace to encourage or inspire. Grace to train or explain. Grace to motivate or manage or delegate. Praise the Lord for that. Giving, the grace to give, which means to provide or purchase. The grace um, with hospitality or, or help. The grace to serve or support. Mercy is the grace to show compassion or cheerlead for people. And and prophecy is the grace to perceive and proclaim. Now listen, prophecy is in every one of these lists, but it's different in every one of these lists. So the person wired for prophecy, prophecy is a person who steps into the room with that motivation. So everything is prophetic. Every newscast they watch, they're somehow tying it to the end time of Jesus. And you're like, dude, it's just a report. But the way they're wired is they're always perceiving everything has a prophetic connection somehow. And it's a wiring to that. They can't help it. That's what they pick up on. That's what their radar picks up on is is that realm. And that's how they see it. And and I don't have time to walk through all of these, but you can see them. Like I'll, I'll walk through the next one, the gifts of the sun. Look down at the gifts of the sun. And notice the gifts of the Son, there's, there's two things. There's the office and the operation of. So the office is, just watch this, I am in the office. Church leadership is in an office, meaning the gifting has been tested and proven and, and, and shown. So now my, my office, according to Ephesians 4, 11, and 12, is the, is the fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, all the lists right there, is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So my job is not to do all the ministry. My job is to equip you to do the work of ministry. Some of you have that same call in the marketplace. You just never been told that because you thought the Bible was for church. You thought gifting was for church. No, 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 no. no. It's for your everyday life. 
You're an everyday ambassador. You're an everyday missionary. I ain't no missionary. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, yes, you is. Now, I agree, you're probably not a very good one. But you are one. And so when you look at these five, the apostolic ministry, it's a big biblical word, but it means the grace to go. And when you go, you are bringing, you're bringing with you, you're bringing resources with you, and then you're building once you get there. So the Lord is expanding that gift with with me around, around Mexico and different areas is I'm bringing stuff and then building stuff. And some of you bring stuff to certain places like like people showing up to a same spot, but the one who has an apostolic grace operating in their life, they don't have the office or title of apostle. Let's forget about that. It's every believer should walk in the grace of apostolic living, which means you're sent to where you are. So when you go to where you already are, you bring you bring something from the Lord and you build something in the Lord. You're a sent one. It's not like you went to work. You were sent to work. And you do it for the glory of God. And so you see these. The prophetic ministry is a grace to go and show and tell. And, and, and uh, the evangelistic ministry to reach and preach. And pastoral to feed and lead. Uh, teaching is to instruct and impart. And I'm not even going to cover the gifts of the Spirit today. You can see that on your list. I talked about it a few weeks ago. Whatever it was. But here's what I want you to do. Look at the bottom of your notes and look at these three questions. So here's three questions you can ask of each section. Three questions, and we're going to do it practically today. So the first question. Question is, which giftings am I attracted to? This is about passion. This is about your desire. So which giftings are you attracted to? Like, you want to learn more about it. You're interested in it. There's some kind of attraction that you can't explain inside of you. When you look at some of these giftings, you can think back in your life and think, man, I've gravitated towards some of these things. And whether I'm good at it or not, there's some kind of attraction. So what I want you to do under gifts of the Father is look down at those words, exhortation, teaching, and put a check mark or a dot next to your top three. Like three of them that you think, man, I am attracted to that. That, that seems interesting to me. I have a desire or a passion or I enjoy Go ahead and mark it right now. Mark it, mark next to, put a dot or a check mark or an X next to one of those words. But, but pick three of them. Pick three of them. Pick three of them. Go ahead and just do it right now. Pick three of them. Okay, now the second question. In the, and we're going to do it over the same section, the gifts of the Father. The second one is, which giftings am I anointed to do? Now, Christ, Christos, is not Jesus' last name. It means the anointed one who carries with him an anointing. Anointing is just a big biblical word talking about empowerment, that God's grace and his spirit empower me like I know this is too good to be me. Had a guy that used to go to this church. He said, you know why I go to this church? They moved away, but they said, you know why I go to this church, Pastor John? And he meant it as a compliment, but it was kind of sketched for a second. He said, you know why I go to this church? And I said, why do you go to this church? He said, because your preaching is too good to be you. You're not that smart. I'm still healing over that. Please don't encourage me that way. Another guy told me, Pastor John, your teachings are so good. Um, I put them on and I go right to sleep at night. And they meant it as a compliment, so please don't compliment me that way. So, which, so do that same, ask that, ask that question 
Which giftings am I anointed to do? Like, like in those, those ones at the top of the page, which of those that when you're doing that, you sense the grace of God? You sense the anointing of God? You know this is not just a skill that you've learned, that you've had to do this. In your strength, you know God moves upon you. Like maybe you're super tired, but yet God helps you do it anyways. So Mark, Mark 3, find three. It may be the same ones you just marked, or it may be a new set, or it may be a mixture. But Mark 3, find three in that first list. At least two, no more than three. Are y'all with me? Y'all doing it? Okay, so now the third question, which giftings have been affirmed by others? That means other people are telling you, man, that was God. Man, that was amazing. Not just, oh, you're so awesome, well, you're so skilled, but man, that blessed my socks off. Or man, God uses you to do this. Because you might think you're great about something, but you need somebody to affirm it. Like, man, when you prayed for me or when you were encouraging me, when you were leading, when you were teaching, when you were whatever the word is, ask that question over that first list and try to find two, at least two, no more than three that you're marking. So now most of you will have, if you're whatever you're doing, a check, a dot, or an X or whatever, you'll have three words that you'll have three X's by. Those are your top three. Y'all following me? How many of you have, have that right now? How many of you have that looking at your page? How many of you, you have that? Okay. Uh, so what you can do later is do the same thing on the second section, the gifts of the sun. But this, with the gifts of the sun, all you need to find is two. You might find three, but just find two. Look at two. And then when you get your list, go home and write and look at this. And, and I want to use somebody as an example. Who feels froggy? Who feel, you, okay, come on up here. Bring your list. Bring your list. Yeah, take your list. Come on up. All right. Oh, you're not even saved, girl. What you talking about? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry. So, Let's look at your list. So you marked, so, so you have only one X, okay? So of the second, so you answer these for that, those three, this question, right? Yeah. So what about this one? Is it the same? And this one? It's all the same. So she's an exhorter who helps, like hospitality, she has a grace to serve and support, and she also has mercy. So if you had to put those in an order, like a hierarchy, like when you step into the room, which one is kind of your first desire? I know circumstances change things. Different rooms put a demand on different giftings. But in general, when you're coming into a kind of a neutral place, which one steps up first? Which one do you walk in first? Do you come in exhorting people? Do you come in like looking to encourage and inspire? Or do you come in looking just to serve and support? Or do you come in showing compassion and cheerleading? Which one comes first? 
helps. Okay, helps, hospitality. So you come into the room with the wiring looking to help. So listen, watch this. You can do the same in your life. So what that means is in this season of her life, she's getting clarity and seeing. So now here's what she does. She can get confidence with that clarity. She can get courage with that clarity. So the next time you walk into a room, you're coming in. Anybody need help? You're kind of stepping up like I'm ready to help. And if you come into a room and say, the help need has already been met and nobody needs help. What's the next one that you think you would go to? Okay, so you step in the room ready to help and that's what you're looking for. It's, it's like a plumber looking for a leak. You're stepping into the room. I know God has wired me. My Father has created me that He wants to use me as a helper. I'm here to help. You need a little tag. I'm here to help. And you cut... Yeah, yeah, you wear it at work, yeah. And so no matter where you are, work, at church, wherever, you step into the room with a confidence looking for who needs help. And then as you're helping, you're giving encouragement. And now you're helping on a whole nother level. You're speaking life to somebody. So it's putting away, so you're working with a coworker or working with somebody else and you're putting away boxes or doing something at work and you're doing a task, but you're not just doing a task. You're bringing life transformation in the task because you're an ambassador for Christ and you've been gifted by the Father. And now that you have some time to understand that and you go to an awesome church that's teaching you this, that now you get to go with some confidence. I'm here to help. And as I help, I'm here to encourage. And here's the thing. If the help doesn't work and the encouragement doesn't work, you got mercy for them. And you have compassion over them if they fail or if they struggle or whatever. Okay? So now you take those, those areas. And, and if you had to look at this, at, at going to the next one, we'll just skip down to this one. So which of these do you feel like are are, do you feel like you want to go build something? Do you feel like you want to prophetically like show and reveal things to people and tell them things that they did not know? Do you feel like God's given you a, a desire to reach people and like not preach at them, but but share the good news with them? OK, so evangelistically. So watch this. We'll just use that one as an example. So now she's wired as what's her first one? Help. What's her second one? exhortation and her third one's mercy so she walks into the room ready just like a painter's ready to paint and electricians are ready to wire stuff the carpenter's ready to build she comes in looking for for this gifting and she, uh, knowing she has it and she's going to step into the room and she's going to do these things but towards the purpose of new believers so so um, y'all know, y'all, Donald Sims, y'all, most of y'all know Donald Sims. He'll be here at the faith conference. He'll be preaching that Sunday morning here during the weekend of the faith conference. Love Donald Sims. Well, he was pastoring a church out in East Kentucky. I went and preached there. And, and so what ended up happening was I stepped up and I'm teaching and I'm going through stuff. And, and this happens numerous times. Like in Mexico, it happens all the time. Here it happens, it, it happens more than you probably notice because everyone gets too familiar with just what happens here. But when you go somewhere else, sometimes into a new place, it really pops. 
and you see it. So, I'm, and this is a great example. I'm at Donald Sims Church, and I get, uh, you know, I don't know anybody there except Donald. And I'm sitting there teaching, and I go through some stuff, and I just feel like the Lord wanted to say something. So I step up, and I just start using exhortation and prophecy and just start, I call out like five different people and just start speaking stuff. I call them out, bring them up, and I just started speaking stuff to them. And they're all weeping and bawling and everything. Donald comes up just rubbing his head and be like, oh my gosh, man, you just, what? And I was like, what? He said, every one of the five people you just called out are first-time visitors. It's happened here. You just haven't recognized it. When God tells me, hey, you up from top and you whatever and you whatever, it's usually people who are new. Not always, but usually. So that's a prophetic exhortation aimed evangelistically. So when you start getting this mindset, you start looking at some of this stuff, you begin to see, okay, Lord, so help me grow in this. Now, never get to a point where you say, well, that's not my gift. I'm not doing it. Because the Lord might be expanding you and growing you. And so you walk through these things um, and you start, you start looking at it. And, and just this week, look at these things and begin to think, who... Lord, use these gifts in the field of evangelism, in the field of harvest. Does that make sense? Does that help? Okay. So I want to know this. And I know we're going, I, I just feel like we're supposed to do this. Who has a question about this? Like you've, you have a, a legit question. You can go sit down. Thank you. You have a legit question about this. You're not good. She said, what if you don't feel like you're good? You're not good. You need Jesus every step of the way. How do you start? Now, that's a good question. You start everything in the kingdom of God. She said, so how do you start? One, recognize you can't do it. Two, it's by grace through faith. So grace is not just God's acceptance over your life. Grace is God's ability given to you. So you have a supernatural ability inside of you, wired in you. And I, you're a believer, as far as I know, you're a believer. So, so you're a child of God. So that's, that's in you. So now when you begin to seek your creator, looking at a list like this, and you begin to think back over your life, and just starting with, what, what am I drawn to? Those three questions, asking those three questions. Because you might be able to answer one of them, two of them, or maybe all three. And so let's say you couldn't answer the third one. Like nobody's ever affirmed me for anything except for what I, you know, they just criticize and tell me what I do wrong all the time. So what you need to do is you, by answering the first two questions, or even if it's the first question, your prayer is like, Lord, I know you've gifted me. I know you've created me to do two at the most three because my pastor said so and he's really smart. And so, you, yeah, and so you go into work this week and you're, you're praying into work. Father, send me. I'm a missionary. I'm a missionary. I'm not just a worker. I'm not just an employee. I'm an ambassador of a kingdom. And Lord, I'm going to serve you at work. You're not going to work for you. You're going to work for him. And so now you begin to step in. And you, you might have a little bit of clarity on question one about maybe I'm... So, so for you, what do you think? What would you say answering question one? Which, one, which, which couple are you drawn to? Mercy first. What's, what would be second? Helps and administration leadership. Oh, exhortation. Okay, same kind of thing. So what needs to happen is, so you have mercy. 
which means you're wide, if mercy's first, you're wide open. You are pre-locked and loaded, ready to forgive, ready to give mercy. That's you, okay? And everyone on your front row is nodding their head, like, yep, that's you. And your second one was what again? Helps. So now you need to take your mercy, bring it full and full function, and find places to help. How can I help you? And then what's your third one? And as you're doing the help, you're giving encouragement, which means you have to talk. You can't just think. Yeah, you have to talk in a way that is aimed at encouragement. Okay, which means discouraged people are going to stick out to you like a leak is going to stick out to a plumber. Does that make sense? And so you start doing that, and now you're going to work. Not, you want to do your job. You want to do your job with excellence, but now you're going to work. And, and, and all of a sudden, it's like your work has become ministry. See, here's the problem. You think some of you come to church, and you think your ministry is here is at the church. You can have a ministry at church. I thank God for the people who made coffee this morning and the people who do security and the people who work with kids. I thank God for all of it. But here's the deal. Your ministry is not limited to the church. You have a ministry in this church, but you got a mission out in this world. And you're called to serve and do stuff out there. And so when you open this thing up and start looking at it and ask yourself these questions, ask one of your friends, somebody that you can trust. Don't ask your sarcastic friend. That won't be helpful. But ask somebody around you, what do you think, what do you think God's gifted me to do? And listen to their input. But then you have to take it, make it personal. And then here's the thing. The activities take action. You have to actually take action. You have to say, Lord, I believe you're going to use me today. And you don't go to work with a list of problems. You don't go to work with a list of complaints. Oh, I hate my boss. And oh, I hate this thing. And, and see, your, your mindset is usually wrapped around all the things going wrong. And your conversations and your focus are wrapped around what's wrong and whatever. But you're missing your ministry opportunity. It would be like me coming to my ministry opportunity and standing up here and gossiping the whole time. Or standing up here and just saying, what's wrong with everybody's life the whole time? Instead of teaching the Word, you need to step into work ready to minister. Because God's gifted you to minister. So you don't make it about you. You don't even make it about work. You make it about God. And what's going to happen is you're going to start going to work and you're going to start serving the Lord. And guess what? You're going to realize you're already in full-time ministry. You just don't get a check from the church, but you get a check from the king. And then you'll come here and you'll stop judging my ministry because you're starting to walk in yours. I want Garrett and Leslie to come up here. I want y'all just come maybe sit right here. Garrett and Leslie... We're about to ordain them as, as our youth pastors. And this is big. There's a number of people serving in the youth, and Garrett's been serving back there for a while, and we've gone through a whole process behind the scenes, um, making Garrett drink the Kool-Aid and seeing what happens. And yeah, he didn't die. And, uh, and we believe as a church, and I hope you believe as a church family. If not, I want you to trust us and trust me in this, that I believe not by popularity or not by just a personal choice or preference, but by the, by the Spirit of the Lord. By the Spirit of the Lord that, 
not only are these two called to full-time ministry, and that, that Garrett um, and, and Leslie is free to, you know, I even said, Garrett, you know, if there's times that you're going to come minister, but you're not going to show up, and Leslie is, I'm good with that sometimes, because she has gifting and anointing in ministry too. And... <laughs> <laughs> and she's got jokes. So, uh, but I'm so excited because I just see what the Lord's doing. I, I see what he's doing. And so we're going to take a moment and we're going to ordain them for ministry. And he's going to be serving, um, as far as pay goes, part-time uh, in, in youth ministry. And I've just watched him. And, I, and I'm telling you, this is just, this is what I sense. I'm not saying this, you guys have to do this with your life. But I'm just telling you so you take note in the moment. We, we are ordaining them in, in, to begin in, in, in youth ministry. And they've been, serve, they've been serving in kids and serving all kinds of places. Uh, going with Matt 25 to the mission and doing all kinds of things. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying these are the next future pastors of Faith Center. But what I am saying is these are future senior pastors that God has entrusted to bring to this church family to help lead and help grow and help, help train them that I believe is going to have an international impact. So imagine if you were there, imagine if you were at the first ordination service of Billy Graham. That's what you're at today. For Leslie, not Garrett. <laughs> and, and here's what I felt like the Lord said. I didn't write it down, so let me just remember. I felt like he said he's tested you. We didn't like test you. We, we, there's tests that you can't just lay hands on somebody hastily. They have to, they have to know they, can, they know their strength. They know their sphere. And, and they walk in signs. And Garrett didn't see the sphere. He wasn't thinking teenagers. But God showed me the sphere. The sphere of where he is now, and where you guys are now, and the sphere of where you will be. But you've got to be faithful in your sphere. You don't go from unfaithfulness in one sphere to faithfulness in a promotion to another sphere. You've got to be faithful. You've got to be faithful in your sphere. Faithful with your God-given strength. And I felt like the Lord said, you passed the test. This test. There'll be more to come. And I mean, I want you to get it. Not the testing from me. But that you passed the test. And I don't know what that fully means, but you passed the test. And I feel like there's... When Jesus was talking to Peter. And they had that great fish breakfast in John 21. And he said, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And, and he said, feed my lambs. Notice the feeding and the pastoring started with the lambs. And that's where you're starting. So 
You love the Lord right now more than you ever have in your life. And out of that love for Him will overflow a love for them. That's what pastoring and ministry is all about. Don't you dare love pastoring more than you love Him. And don't you dare love ministry more than you love the people He's he's ministering to. Because it's not about you. It's about Him. And that's why He says, do you love me? Because out of your love for Him, not your love for yourself, not your love for attention, not your love for activity, not your love for purpose, your love for Him. Then He says, okay, I know you love me. Feed my lambs. He asks Him again and He says, he says, tend, which means lead. So the verb is actually different. It's not just feed the lambs like the little lambs. It's now lead, lead, protect, instruct, lead the sheep. Because the lambs that are being fed grow up to be sheep. So you're feeding the lambs in order to lead the sheep. And then the last section when he said, do you love me? The third one was tend or, or lead. Or I'm sorry, feed. The last one was feed the sheep. The difference between feeding the sheep, feeding the sheep who are grown and growing, is a different kind of food. It's, 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 it's meat versus feeding the lambs with milk and bread. And I actually do all three on Sunday and all three all week long. But that's what, that's what the Lord showed me for you guys is love Him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And He'll be with you through every test. And that the confusion of why is this happening and what's going on and oh my gosh. That you've landed in love. And you've passed the test. And I want you to know, and elders, come on up with me. And Cheryl, come on up. You're, you're ordained now. You come on up too. We want you to know, I want you to know that I believe the Lord's called you to full-time ministry. I want you to know, we believe the Lord's called you to full-time ministry. And church, I want to know if you believe the Lord's called them to full-time ministry. So take a couple steps up. Can we get maybe a couple seats they can sit in? Just get right here in the middle and just sit in some seats. And family and friends of Garrett and Leslie, yeah, face out that way. Come up around them too. We're going to take a minute, church family. We're going to take a minute and just have them praying. Guys, I want you to take the oil and I want you to start praying. I'll close us out here in a minute. Family, come around them. Dear friends, come up around them and just start praying over them because I I want you to know that this is a moment and this is a time, Garrett and Leslie, that you are officially, Garrett and Leslie, you are officially being set apart, ordained, for pastoral ministry. 
because we recognize the grace of God, the gifting of the Father, the gifting of the Son, and the gifting of the Spirit, and what your assignment is. And we support you and stand with you as God uses you to help shepherd this flock. So start praying over them. Start praying. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.